0: what's up y'all respect the chat podcast episode 107 we're back virtually uh-huh. rich is with us as you can see <laughs> brought him out of retirement and ready had to, to go rich i had to very nice and you know ryan is here as well Yo. the audio version we put out last week the video version we put out last week ryan gets all the applause for that man phenomenal thank you very much and i promise i will drag frankie out of retirement too it'll <laughs> be it'll be the other box there there will be a fourth box. I'll have the crew back. Oh yeah! It's only a matter. Of, it's only a matter of time.
1: Oh yeah! As long um, as as long as we're virtual, you'll be seeing and hearing from me. I I like the virtual stuff. I'm I can get involved with it, but um, the quality might take a maybe slight dip. But we do we work with what we can.
2: Yeah, look. I, 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 I listened to the last week's episode with you guys. The audio sounded pretty good, so I think this is a good method right here to keep a good uh, you know. This gets us on YouTube every week consistently, mm-hmm. and we put the audio out consistently. So I think it's a good thing.
0: Definitely, man. And consistent. It, just, it makes it easier now that all we need is a logon and a password. We send it out. If you if you can make it, you can make it. If you can't, you can't. We got busy lives, man. Frankie is busy and Rich is busy. Rich just got his house delivered today there we go. on a crane. Man, that was <laughs> crazy. I've never seen something like this before. Yeah.
2: It's pretty crazy. You should have seen it Wait. in person.
0: Wow. Balancing in the air, just the house. Right. You know, you, did you see the video?
1: Yeah. You sent it in the homies chat. I oh, saw
0: my them. gosh. That was crazy. So congratulations to that, Rich. That's a big thing. My sister, Allie, got a new car today. So congratulations to her. Shout we out, Allie. Giving. Come on, Allie. Play us in that new nice system.
1: There we go. That of
0: Vol- oh, that Vol- white Volkswagen Jetta you got. Woo. Play the RDC crew coming out of Come there. Come on, dog. Let's. Let's hear it, man. Let's hear it. But um crazy, crazy trade yesterday in the NBA. Maybe not crazy to everybody, expected after especially after James Harden comes out in the media and he says, you know, I'm basically done playing with a bunch of bums, you know, there's no talent over here. You know, John Wall's there. Um, Demarcus Cousins is there. There's a bunch of other players in Houston who are good. PJ Tucker and, and the rest of the crew that's over there, real players. Christian Wood, who could be one of the best players, there we young go. players at least, definitely in the NBA. So I don't know what he's talking about when he says that, but I think from reports we saying he kind of knew it was close. James Harden to leave Houston and go to either Philly or Brooklyn. He said it. They said they thought it was close, and he wanted to give it a little push over, you know, make it happen tonight because yeah. I can't be here anymore. So I wanted to know both you and Rich's opinion. Roy, you can go first. James Harden with the Brooklyn Nets, with Kyrie, with KD. What
1: do you think? Oh, well it's such a massive trade and it involves so many teams. I like I'll start off with with Houston. I like the move for Houston. Uh, they gave this a go, right? They have gone with Harden and they've surrounded him with all sorts of players. Uh Westbrook, Chris Paul, eric gordon uh they went they had clint capella they've tried big men they've tried going small they've tried they've exhausted their options pretty much with what was going on there i think it was time for them to one get a solid deal uh if you're gonna let harding go at some point why not make the deal for yourself get some uh some decent players in get some picks so for Houston I like the move they have like you were just saying they still have solid guys they got John Wall they got Christian Wood they now have Oladipo who they got from the Pacers uh, oh, yeah. with this trade they traded Karis Levert who they got from Brooklyn over to Indiana uh, so so starting with that I, I like it for Houston I also like it for the Brooklyn Nets I think that you with all the effort they put into this season and all that they devoted to this season, the last thing you want is a relapse and an injury for KD, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie taking his time off to do the things he ha- he's he got to do, whatever it may be. It's his, he says it's personal, so we'll have to just trust him on that. But if you are a Brooklyn – if you're part of the Brooklyn Nets franchise, right, and you invest all this into that season, and let's say one of the two things I just said happens – right, with KD being injured or something like that. Now, put this blockbuster signing, offseason signing, you just put all this effort and money into just now your chances of winning the championship go out the window. With James Harden, you still have that chance, right? With the guys they have in Brooklyn, now with James Harden, and and I'm just saying, God forbid that happens with KD and Kyrie. With them on the court, I think – it's just deadly. I, I don't think there's going to be as many issues as the media is claiming, or people might have their doubts about. Oh, there's only one ball. Who's going to play defense? Who's going to, you know, take a backseat role? None of them. This is a long. It's a really long game, and there's a lot of minutes to be played. And I think that, uh, I think that it's going to work out great for the Brooklyn Nets. We'll see, yeah. but. Talent wins basketball games at the end of the day, and they have not. They have a ton of talent.
0: Oh yeah, ain't that the truth? And so it goes down yesterday, and your first thought is what, Rich? Your first thought when James Harden <laughs> comes across your comes across your phone, right? That's how you get your alerts. James Harden traded to the Brooklyn Nets. You say,
2: "Wow!" Yeah. I, yeah. But at the same time, though, I was like, "It's a matter. It, it, it's about time," you know. He wanted out of Houston. Houston getting rid of him, I think, was the way to go. Uh, he was just going to cause too many issues if, if they kept him there. Making the comments he was making, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, he's already commenting back against James Harden. So it just would have been chaos. And, you know, Houston got a lot. You know, they got John Wall already in the offseason. Now they got Victor Oladipo. I mean, how many first-round picks did they get? One of them's Cleveland, so you know that's going to be a Four. top pick. Four first-round picks, right, Ry? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, perfect way to rebuild. Um, me, personally, I don't know. I'm, I'm not all in on this this Brooklyn team yet. Too many personalities over there. Kyrie's been acting silly, you know, like, I don't know. Who knows, you know, it might work. You know, it's just everyone's so used to Harden when he did play with KD. You know, he was a sixth man. He he was coming off the bench. That was his role. You know, like, how are all these guys going to mesh together? It's going to be interesting. Oh, it's definitely going to be interesting. And the
0: fact that um, Houston ends up with the guys they do, I agree with both of you, man. Like, I feel like Houston did great for themselves because you can't let a guy like Harden go and you not be compensated for it somehow, some way. I think that's what was holding up this trade. Mm-hmm. And now you get a, now you get Oladipo. Yeah, maybe he's not Victor Oladipo from three, four years ago, the All-Star, but he is a very good player. John Wall looks phenomenal. Christian Wood is great. That's the team. Right there. And then you got Boogie Cousins to throw in there. You still got P.J. Tucker. You still got um, a a bunch of other guys over there, man. But uh, what's it, Macklemore? Is Macklemore still there too, right?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. A good
0: shootout. I could have went back. and I was looking up up, um, Brooklyn's team. And uh, no, so, you know. Daniel House.
2: Okay. A couple guys like that. You guys yeah, like at, Oladipo at Houston, or would you rather Levert there? Yeah, I do. I like I like um, Oladipo a lot there because
0: I think his game of slashing to the hoop, you know, or spot up shooting at this point is good for what John Wall needs to play with. Um, but I think a lot of it really needs to go through Christian Wood. I think. He's the highlight of that team, man. As much as he doesn't have the experience as these other guys, he makes up in just talent, in athleticism, and just in a good spot, you know, as a as a body fit for that team. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he does everything they're supposed to do. So I like Oladipo better than Levert. I don't know about you, Rye.
1: Yeah, I would say just for the fit on the team, Oladipo is a good fit because Karis Levert he. He's one of those guys that is going to need a lot of shots to get going. Uh, not to say that he can't start off hot, but in order for him to be involved in the offense, he's one of those guys that needs the ball. He, if you watched him in Brooklyn, he was like the captain of the second team. You know, he, uh, the second squad would come in and he would just be running the ball, running the point, taking most of the shots. That's how he. That's how he did his thing. I think in Houston, what they needed was like you were saying, an athlete, a slasher. Um, someone who can knock down shots and doesn't necessarily need the ball in their hands, uh, in order to be effective on the court. And I, I agree, Mike, I think Christian would now they're building the team to, to match sort of what he needs. Uh, he, he can run that pick and roll with, with John wall, but he could also catch the ball square up, play like uh sort of Anthony Davis role where you don't know if he's going to pull up, he's going to go by you to a lesser extent. Of course he's not Anthony Davis, but, I think he's he's built in the same way where he can get to the rim, you, you have to respect his shot and and I like it for Houston. I don't I don't think they're gonna be, you know, contenders to win the the championship, the finals this year, but I do think that they have a promising next couple of years ahead, uh, being that the last few seasons have been nothing but disappointment for them anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think Brooklyn, man, I, I, I see this working out great. I really do. And I think a big part of it is Steve Nash. I like Steve Nash's personality with three these three guys and Mike D'Antoni being over there as his assistant coach. He coached James Harden. He's another guy who's dealt with numerous personalities being an Olympic team um, assistant coach as well. So, like, he, he knows how to navigate this. He's going to massage Nash into being basically the same coach as him, but I just think Nash has that killer mentality mm-hmm. that he can bring to these guys
2: that what's, you know that they may be lacking. What's confusing to me though is when Kyrie was with the Cavs, he was upset because LeBron was there. LeBron was number one. That's why he got traded. He went to the Celtics to be that main guy. Now, now he's on the Nets where right. he's playing with Harden and KD, and he's not the main guy. So it's like, well, what does this guy want?
1: Well, Rich, uh, I don't know if, if maybe, uh, it wasn't prominent news, but a couple years back when he was on Boston, when he was the main guy, he did, he did say in an interview that he reached out to LeBron and he was like, "Yo, this number one stuff is tough, man." And he's like, "I," it pretty much they they made him am- that's how they got back in contact where he was like, he was pretty much like, "Yeah, I." I was young. I was I was foolish for saying stuff. I remember like that, that. But yeah, because but like that's that's the sort of thing where it's like he wants to be that guy, but he I think he came to realize from Boston that he thrives in in like a and being the backseat guy that you don't really you're of course he's Kyrie now you're not gonna overlook him but you're worried about something else and he comes and hits you with whatever he wants. So true. I I think that 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 maybe plays into it, uh, into the role that he's like, okay, I'm willing to play with other superstars, like bring whoever.
0: Yeah. He just wants to win the championship. Right. I think, um, uh, I, I don't want to say in the easiest way possible. I don't want to say that about Kyrie cause I like him a lot, but like you said, he rebuked his, his statements to LeBron. Yeah. It's not that easy Kyrie and it's okay to need another guy. But to me, it's just like there's there's too many guys there um, for my love of the NBA. And what I mean by that is, like, now you got three guys, superstars, on one team. Um, it's going to be like – everything's going to be towards that. Like, oh, these guys are the guys to beat. These guys, how many championships are they going to win? How Who's going to be the unselfish guy? The whole story is the Brooklyn Nets. Right. And it's not the NBA anymore. You know, the NBA – did so great with the bubble and and playing and getting that and getting that season to go through and then end and now coming back and possibly fans coming back a little soon. And I know it's going to be still be about that, but it's just going to be so involved about the Nets now. And now there's just, there's too many superstars. I like when the superstars are spread out and they play Um, with, play with with role players and they compete against each other that way.
1: That's the thing. I feel like right after, uh, the Raptors won that championship. The NBA had a little bit of balance. There was, you know, teams with maybe two superstars max, right? Because now today's NBA, there's so many great players. There's so many people that you would consider a superstar. Like let let's say the Nets somehow got Tatum or Lillard or or any someone like that. You would we would still be saying the same thing. There's just so many guys that are superstars now. And if you have, if you're in the position like the Brooklyn Nets or like the Sixers would have been, to get a guy like James Harden, he he wants out. So it's either okay. Let's, we put in a scenario where either we get him on our team, or now we got to play another team that has three superstars, including James Harden. So yeah. like from from a Nets standpoint, I understand it. It's just like you were saying, Mike. It's now now that's going to be the narrative is. Uh it's all in the Nets. Uh, of course the Nets are going to win. And it, a lot of people are going to start writing off their wins as, well, they should be winning.
2: Yes. And I think, I, th- I think a big thing that's going to help out in this situation is KD put himself in this situation. He went and played with Curry and Clay Thompson and the Warriors, you know, so he had to deal with adversity with people talking about that. Mm-hmm. So I think with him being in that situation, being a veteran, I think he might be able to help these two go through this, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. No, I agree, Rich. That's a really good point. Um, I was talking to one of my friends, Group Home Greg, man. Loves the podcast, man. I told him I'd give him a shout-out again, you know, and then he hit me <laughs> up. You saw he subscribed
1: on YouTube.
0: Yeah, no, no, he's in. Greg, Greg Cuff is the man, bro. Uh, Really avid listener, and um, wants to get on. I want to maybe we can send him the link one day. There but there's go. stipulations behind that. There's no talking about the Sixers at agreed, all. Agreed, agreed. Uh, only hate. <laughs> About the Sixers, <laughs> uh, so but my opinion is, I told him yesterday. I said I think Philly should have made the push for him. I would have rather see him in Philly, and I would have liked to see Philly. I don't know trade trade Embiid because I don't, I'm not an Embiid guy, and I told him, I don't think oh. you win with Embiid. I don't think you could win a championship. I don't think you could win a five uh, a seven game series with Embiid. One, he doesn't play back to back games hardly. Two, he's he's his game to me is not what you could build a championship. Around, but if you add James Harden, then you allow Ben Simmons to play off the ball, which I've been saying and Ryan's been saying forever. I think more successfully, and I would have just liked them in Philly. Harden, Simmons, and the rest of the, uh, and the rest of the crew over there. Tobias Harris got another outside shooter that James Harden loves playing with, like guys like PJ Tucker and and and, and guys like that. You know where Harden could kick it out to them. Man, I would have I would have liked them in Philly. I would like to still.
1: You like? Do you like? Um, but you're saying you like Ben Simmons over Embiid.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Embiid's and having
2: an MVP league, season right now. Yeah, that's. I know. I know, know it's only what ten games in, but still.
1: Right. And
0: that's fine. Do I think he's an MVP caliber player? Yes. Do I think he'll ever win the MVP? No, because I think there's guys like Durant and Harden and LeBron still in the league, and I think Jokic deserves an MVP above above Embiid. Um I think he's an M V P right now, Jokic. But there's Curry, there's all these other guys, okay. all really the young guys coming up, Luka and, and Jamal Murray on, and Devonovan Mitchell and that's gonna be there for years that I think Embiid just gets passed up. Do I think he's MBA M V P caliber? Yes. But not he's never gonna get the opportunity. he's gonna be somebody he- else playing better and their team is going to be better. Philly has got one more year to figure this out, I feel like, with Embiid. And Simmons, and then it's got to be, and I hope for their sake, they get rid of Embiid and they keep Simmons and they build around Simmons and his so, athletic game, but off the ball.
2: But why separate that when you can maybe go out and get one more piece?
0: Yeah, no, I got no problem with that, Rich. But what are you? how are you going to get one more piece of that caliber of which they need? Those two are not winning the championship, right or wrong? Are they? Are Simmons and, and Embiid going to win a championship?
1: I don't think so. Okay,
0: all no. right, thank you. I not in their, their current their situation. Ryan. Right. What if right. Bradley Beal goes there? Ooh, I like that. Different story. Different story, right? Bradley Beal is a superstar. If bro. they go out and get one other big
2: how player did like that. Bradley,
0: how do they get Bradley Beal, though, and not give up and beat or Simmons? I don't see how that's possible. It seems that I feel like that's what Houston wants. He wanted. just got I mean, paid a lot, me... too. A ton, oh. Bradley Bradley Beal. Oh yeah, them to move that deal is going to be tough. But yes, there's, I agree. If they can bring,
2: yeah, there's no young stars that their contracts running up or something that might hit free agency that I'm they sure can maybe pick up. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. I, there I'm, just is.
2: Saying, I- I'm I'm sure there's other superstars, just named Bradley Beal. But like, if they get another superstar over there, I think that's a better route than separating those two. They're still young. You could you could run those guys for five, How? ten more years.
0: How long are you giving it? Like, what's the process? How long is the process? But you have a better chance with those two than rebuild. I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because the proof is in the pudding. Where is it? But look at, it's but look not, at the they East play lately. Together.
2: But the, but look at the East lately. You got Milwaukee playing oh, good. Now, now you know got the excuse. Brooklyn. Now
0: the East is good. Somehow the East isn't good. The West is good. It's still good. Even though Harden now is out of the West and the East, the, the, the West is where it's at, bro. The West is stacked. To this, from
2: the ceiling to the flow, but well, yeah, Philly's uh, there every year. They just they just can't make it to that final game, that no, final series. Ex- okay, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're not a playoff
0: team, right? I said that a couple weeks, a couple years ago, because I had just of my like, Ugh, for, you know. But I think they can make it to the playoffs. But, right you think they could win a five game series with their ball playing their ball?
1: Um, I think they can win a five game series, but they can't or win seven. a seven game series. Right? Uh, okay, that's I the think, one that counts. I think that in their current situation there's just there's just too many teams that can figure them out they're right now they can take a couple games but they're i don't want to say they're easy to figure out but like i was saying last episode there's not really something they're they're going to do that's going to surprise you right mm-hmm. it, they can outplay you yeah they're they have a very talented team but if they're if you have a well coached team that's equally as talented having a good game they're going to they're going to lose in 7 games and, but without without hating too much on Philly, same can be said for teams like like Milwaukee, right? Teams like, um, like out in out in the West, the Nuggets, right? Teams that are right there every year, just right there. They just need to make that extra step. And Great. I think in this situation, we're just talking about how Philly can make that extra step. And I don't believe that their current formula, like you said, Mike, I give it a year, maybe two. In this current formula, before they before they have to switch something up and move a major piece, they don't have to completely tear it down and and rebuild. Um, but I think that who do you keep? I, in my personal opinion, I would keep Embiid. But just from the way I think, if you keep Embiid and you and you replace Simmons with a more ball dominant, creative scoring point guard or shooting guard, someone like Harden, someone like a Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, I think that they could. They could build off each other in that way where, okay, now you got to worry about the point guard coming up and pulling from, from 30 deep, and you still have him beat underneath the rim. He's still a big man. He can still play those big man roles, but then he could also step out and play a little bit of perimeter ball as well. So to me, I I like we were saying before, I don't think their current situation, and I think there are ways for them to fix it uh, with – taking ben simmons off the ball maybe adding an extra guy but if you had to get rid of one of the two personally it would be ben simmons for me if he's not willing to change how he's playing okay that's no
0: problem all right group home you're, you're happy now you got 38 <laughs> minutes of the, of the seven of the 76 um i should have named this episode houston we have a problem is what I, <laughs> I like this episode I like because it. the Rockets had the had a problem and they're like you know what we got to get rid of this we can't have this all year but the Houston Texans man right. they got a problem and the problem is in the franchise quarterback who you just paid a ton of money to who is super talented you know top top five would you say quarterbacks in the NFL not top three
2: no not top no. three I would say top
0: five I'd say top five yeah top five okay okay I could argue a three we won't do that right now. Maybe in this spit that I'm about to give in a little bit, we'll do that. But what, what does Deshaun Watson do? You know, do they trade him? Do they trade Watson? Does he get to that point where he's like, yo, I'm, you know, um, are we going to time out right Huh? on zoom? Are we going to time out? Um, I hope not. It says remain in time. Eight minutes. Whoa. Nine minutes, whatever. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. Well, if if that happens, all I can, all I have to do is pause the recording, and then okay. we can jump right back on. So if that ha- okay, if we cool. if you hear a quick delay, for those listening, those watching, that's what happened.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> still working so, this out, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we're still still figuring it. Because now there's three. So when there's three, you have a 45 minute time limit. Okay. Thanks, Zoom. Man, Zoom is eaten during the pandemic. You can't give a couple homeboys and homegirls, and peoples, some free Zoom after they just – I mean, whatever. Anyway. What um, is it, (laughs) 40-minute limit? 45-minute limit when there's three people.
1: All right. Anyways. Anyways. Houston, (laughs) Deshaun
0: Watson, Rich, what do they do with him? Do they trade him? Do they hire a coach that he wants? What do they do to make this better? What what happens?
2: I think Houston does everything in their power to keep him. I think it's – I think they'll be ridiculous to get rid of him. But then again, it's Houston. It's the Texans. This organization hasn't done anything smart since they've been established. You know, friggin', They got rid of uh, Hopkins last year. Right. You know, Andre Johnson came out. You know, this guy never talked about anything. And he, he talked about this franchise not really doing the right thing to their players and keeping them involved. And that's all Watson wants. He just wants to be involved with this team. Let me be on these decisions on who's going to be the GM, who's going to be the coach. Like, just make me involved. and let, that like It's not like he's asking for a lot. So I think uh, the new GM, right, that's the guy that got hired, which he was kind of annoyed about that they didn't involve him with that. I think yeah. this GM should sit him down, talk to him, make him more involved, make him sit in with these interviews with coaches, kind of see where he wants his team to go, and maybe go out and get a player for him. They have to do everything, anything they can to keep him. To get rid of him will be ridiculous. I agree. right? you agree?
1: Yeah. Um, as much as I'd like to see him on another team, I think that if you're smart and, like Rich said, who knows if they are, uh, they would do everything they could to keep Deshaun Watson. He He's that level of a player. He's that much of a franchise caliber player that maybe you just got to surround him with guys. But like everyone's been saying, you got to listen to him. He that's he's asking for very simple things. And he exactly. seems like one of those guys who's loyal to his team, right? He he goes out there and he competes. So, so why not put him in a situation where he feels comfortable competing for you?
2: Yeah, this 100%. guy I mean, this guy's been taking beatings year after year after yeah. year. I think he has the highest sack getting sack rating in the last 2-3 years. Like yeah, the, 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 only, for, no. for what for what he put up, you know, and get and gives up every week for this team, they got to give him some respect. Yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, totally agree. And I think with something that would make him really happy, and something I think is a great move for this team is if they if they hire Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the um, Kansas City Chiefs. I think if they can get Bieniemy in there, I think that's somebody that Watson wants, somebody that Houston needs. This guy's. Offensive mind after being with Andy Reid for all those years, and then controlling the plays himself in Kansas City. This is the guy, man. If I was a football team and needed a head coach, which I will talk about in a couple of minutes of the head coaching vacancies, you guys. To you guys, um, Eric Bieniemy would be the guy that I want above everybody, above everybody. Um, I think this guy is super um, creative. Uh, just a player's coach, but structured enough to get the guys to play with him and to keep everybody, you know, on task and, and diligent. So I think that's something big that would uh, uh, help Deshaun Watson stay in Houston um, because I don't like – I mean, the trade talk is great and everything, but for a guy with that deal to be traded like Miami, they're saying, and then Miami to give up Tua or, you know, I don't even know the all the other places he's linked to. I don't know. I just think Houston does what they need to do to keep him Um, give the man what he wants. Like Rich said, he has, you trade Hopkins on him and he, he was mad that that happened because he had no say in that, um, there's other things that happen within the organization that he feels like the hiring of the GM, he had some guys that he, you know, had in mind and just wanted to be interviewed. They just went right over it too. So they got to do something, man. And the enemy is the guy to get, um, is there anything for you guys to add on that
2: situation? No. I, I, I just... Oh, go
1: ahead, no, go. Okay, well, I was just going to... I was going to say, no, you pretty much pretty much nailed it. Uh, the way that he called plays in Kansas City, granted, he had all those weapons, yeah, but if you watch a Kansas City game, which I know we all have, those plays are creative. They're... You don't know what you're going to get hit with from that team, and... I think that if he brings that over to a head coaching position where the guys know he's there to be disciplined, you know, win games, but also have some fun and, like you said, a player's coach, uh, I think that that'll be a real good position for him.
2: Yeah. Uh, the only thing, uh, the Texans, by making all these bad, like the Miami Dolphins have the number two number two or third pick this, this draft from the third Houston. Pick, I think they have. The third pick, and that's actually Houston's pick mm-hmm. from years ago. I, I don't know, from, 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 for Tunsil. Okay. I think it was. So I I, I think the Texans, not only do they have to try and make things right with him, they got to start making some moves, the right moves, getting him players, getting him linemen, not waste his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's audio footage of J.J. Watt walking off the field and looking over at Watson as they're walking off and saying, sorry, we wasted another one of your prime years. You yeah. know, like, yeah, man. you have to take yeah. advantage of this kid playing well. You have to start winning games.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, without so- a doubt. I'll, le- I'll leave it there because that's exactly
0: right, Rich. You got to <laughs> figure this out and you got to start winning games. You're wasting this kid's career. Before we get into picking the games, um, head coaching jobs that are available. The Jets, the Texans, the Jaguars were available. Not anymore. Atlanta. Um, Detroit Lions, um, the Chargers, and the Eagles are available. The Jaguars just hired Urban Meyer, right, mm-hmm. Rich? Yes. And that's pretty wild. That's pretty cool. Urban Meyer making a comeback to football, and it's in the NFL finally.
2: Can I make a little spin on that? That's a, that I, I saw uh, someone tweeted it yeah. earlier today. Uh, they said, what happens if Urban Meyer drafts Justin Fields now? Let's go. to he's Ohio State. <laughs> Let's go! That would be awesome. Uh-oh. And the Jets still get Trevor Lawrence.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. That would be sick. Um, the Jets, the Texans, the Falcons, the Lions, the Chargers, and Philly. Before we get into picking these games um, from from NFL um, the NFL weekend, which playoffs, baby! And I got a couple questions for for the both of you guys on your teams. I'm sorry, you know, as the host, I got to just, I got to state the obvious. We got to talk it out. This is like a therapy session for yeah. some of us, um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, it says less than a minute I have. So we should wait till it ends before we get into this topic. All right, we're back, y'all. And we're talking about the available coaches in the NFL, um, who, what teams are available. Um, I'm going to give those to you, Jets, Texans, Jaguars. I'm sorry, Urban Myers there now. Atlanta, Detroit, San, um, the Chargers, I was going to say San Diego Chargers, <laughs> L.A. Chargers, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Pick what, If you can go as a coach anywhere, what team would you want to coach? Which one of those would you guys pick? If you had to go somewhere, if you were a coach and said, that's the destination I want to be, that team is talented, I like where they're going, I'm going there.
1: Um, I would probably pick the Chargers. Uh, I like Justin Herbert. I like uh, the guys they have on defense over there. You know, it's a sunny Los Angeles. Nice place to live. But all that aside, I think I think that they have a pretty, you know, decent future. Uh, a place where you have some pieces to start, but they're still not expecting a ton out of you in the first year. Uh, they're not expecting you to go, go ahead and, you know, win your division or anything. But... If you go in there, you make a playoff push, maybe a wild card spot. That's a that's a really good situation for you to be in. And I believe you have the pieces to do so. So for me, it would probably be the Chargers out of those uh that you mentioned. Um if I had to pick a second, it'd probably be the Texans if they can get Deshaun Watson to stay. Okay.
2: What do you think, Rich? Where would you where would your destination be? I agree. I, I think the Chargers is a good place to go. You got your starting quarterback, Tats Young. Uh, you got a lot of talented skilled players over there. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Alston Eckler, you know, great young defense. So I think that's a good spot to go. Like Ryan said, you're not really under the pressure of, of being a top team right away. Like he said, you know, if you can make the playoffs your first, you know, first year, that's good. But I th- I think that would be the best spot for a coach to go. Um, I'm a little different than him. I think another team that I would like to go to would be the Eagles. I think, uh, I think if they get rid of Wentz this offseason, which I think they do, I think they could get a couple pieces for that a pick or a couple other skilled players to help out. I mean, they, they have the – I think they have a top five pick. or something. They're, they're mm-hmm. definitely in the top ten. So, you know, maybe they get the, Devontae Smith from Alabama mm-hmm. to be a, a good receiver to line up with uh, Jalen Hurts. So I think that's a great team. They have a good defense. So outside of the Chargers, I think I would probably go to uh, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd
0: be nice, man. Ragar, Smith, uh, Hurts back there, Miles Sanders. I think Zachary. Zach Hurts makes, makes his way off the team. I think Carson Wentz makes his way off the team. I think those days are of old are gone, and they're going to bring in, you know, um, new receivers and really try to get this going for Jalen Hurts. So, I, I you know, Philly's cool. Um, San Diego's great, too. But to me, hmm. and I, I see San why San Diego is so ap- – um, San Diego, LA, Chargers are so much, it's just so used to for all these years. Um, and they're still in California, so why are you going to LA anyway? it's 50 LA teams. Um, I see why the Chargers as well, um, for Herbert and for the youth that are that's over there. But uh, to me, it's the Texans, man. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson is the best player out of anybody that's on those teams that are available, not to mention one of the best players in the NFL. And I just think he needs a the new philosophy, a little new juice coming in there. Um a guy if he can get in be enemy with an offensive mind who he's helped Patrick Mahomes game go to another level. Why not have Deshaun Watsons go, you know, up another level too and be a little bit more precise with things mm-hmm. wherever that needs to be. Um and then just draft defense too, you know. I think I can get free agent receivers to go play with Watson who are good and who are talented, I think there's going to be some guys available and they should snatch them up. The run game, I think, is okay. You know, I think in the coming years, maybe think about getting somebody back there. So I don't think David Johnson is the answer and Duke Johnson, that, you know, that boat has has sailed, I feel like, at this point for me. So Houston is the spot.
2: If Houston's only the spot, in my opinion, if you're the coach Watson Watson. If he ends up staying there and you're not the coach that he wanted, it could just be a toxic situation right from the beginning. And if you're if you're a coach coming from an offensive coordinator spot, defensive coordinator spot, whatever it is, into a head coaching spot, you don't want to start your head coaching career off in a toxic si- situation. So I I only like that if it's the coach that Watson wants that goes there. Okay,
0: and I think that gets worked out before though. I think it's kind of like, you know, what's what's the vibe here? You know, are we are we vibing? Or are we not and we like the coach better than we like Watson and then we send Watson off shipping and we get a new guy in there. So but I think it's going to be enemy, bro. I think it's going to be Eric the enemy. I think Watson's
2: going to stay. I think it's going to be a big thing for his career. I think he's the best. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here to be a head coach uh, candidate? Prospect, candidate to be a head yeah. coach. Uh, I also like Joe Brady a lot, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers.
1: Mm-hmm. I Great.
2: think, you know, the creative plays that he created, uh, you know, over there in Carolina, I mean, that team was banged up this year. They were still getting wins. They were still competing that, you know, uh, with McCaffrey going down and having Mike Davis come in, I mean, I just think he he's a, a coordinator that works with the talent he has rather than trying to work a system. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think that benefits a lot. So outside of to get the offensive coordinator from the Chiefs, I think Joe Brady would be a good coach somewhere. Yeah, yeah I, I like both those guys, man.
1: I agree, Rich. I, the only thing for me with Joe Brady, I, lo- I love Joe Brady as an offensive coordinator. I think that since just coming to the NFL now, I would like to see him maybe get a few more years in as an offensive coordinator just because he's so good at it. Like, I think he could, he could make a real big impact on like a championship caliber team in that position before maybe he, because he's still young, before he maybe moves on to, like, a head coaching job somewhere. But you're right. The The Panthers had no business winning any games this season with McCaffrey down and bringing Teddy Bridgewater over, and even he was banged up a little bit. They brought up guys from the AFL. They had guys. XFL. Yeah, XFL. That's what I meant The XFL. They had Curtis Samuel running in the backfield. They were just mixing things up and finding ways to even be competitive in games when they really shouldn't have been, so – no, I, I like that as, as a um as a point too.
0: Oh, definitely, I totally agree. Um, let's jump into these games. All right. And before we do that, I just want to get a quick thought because I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want. I just want to <laughs> get a quick thought of um of my boy, my man, my homeboy, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, baby. Um. So it puts a little bit of respect on my man's name.
1: Absolutely mate? not.
2: Come on. Dude. I mean, when Come you spot some,
1: when you spot someone twenty eight points in a playoff game, I really hope they could win the game. I really, really <laughs> hope they could win the game if they're an NFL quarterback. That was just first of all, it was abysmal. There's there's not much more to be said on it. We all saw the game. We all watched what happened. But I don't think we can give Baker Mayfield the credit for winning that game. He 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 get, he he held the lead. He did a good job holding the lead. He did leave one or two crucial drives when Steelers were making a comeback. But if you're spotted 28 points, you should be winning games. And his defense gets a ton of the credit. And I I'd, I'd give him maybe second or third credit in in that win. Uh, okay.
2: What do you see, got, Rich? I'm not a big Baker fan. I, I'm in, I'm in the same boat with with uh, with you, Ryan. But I think his performance in that game, he did what he had to do to win the game. We we said going into this game, what the Cleveland Browns had to do was get the short pass game going to Kareem Hunt and Chubb, and then rub and then run Chubb and Hunt, and that's exactly what they did. So yeah, he didn't have any deep passes. I mean, I, he had a decent one to Landry for uh, the touchdown, yeah. but he did what he ha- he did what he had to do. To get right. a win, and he didn't. He didn't turn over the ball. Right.
1: So, so we're. But what we're doing is we're praising him for things regular quarterbacks do all the time. Right now, he, he. You're right. He did. We did exactly what we were saying he should be doing: checking down, getting the run game going, not making. You know, you don't have to make a hero play every single drive. That stuff we we were saying. That's really easy to do when your team is up twenty-eight to nothing. That is really easy to do when you don't have to force anything. You have a comfortable lead. You're two of the best, probably the best, uh, running duo in the game. And a solid defense has been playing well. And an offense on the other side of the ball who's been playing terrible. It's really easy to start doing the things you're supposed to be doing in games. Because you don't have to stretch plays. You don't have to... uh, You're not forcing anything. You're not forcing it. And... It does help that, um, like I said, they had the lead, but also uh, his his guys were making really making themselves available really well for him in the game. What I was seeing, he was making a lot of like seven to eight yard passes on third down to so a guy just posted up right in the middle. He was hitting his tight ends, uh, he was hitting the running backs. He was he was doing a good job of doing what he was supposed to be doing. And to me, if we're gonna give him that credit, okay. Yeah, he's just like he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, I'm willing to not hate on him for it cuz he won and he did what he was supposed to do with a 28 point lead, but I don't think we could say how about our boy Baker winning that game. Like I don't, to me that yeah. it's not a Yo, spot to it, praise him on.
0: I listen, I uh he didn't, he he won one game and and um but it's the game he needed to win. Right? It was a game where you play Pittsburgh who's yeah, beaten yeah. you up for the last ninety two years. Of course about uh, Cleveland. You gotta come out there. You gotta finally get you finally get your win. Baker gets his playoff win. Guy got hate, hate, hate just from the media about Kenny win. Is he a quarterback? Is this is the last game he starts? All this hoopla and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, great. Now he comes out. I mean, my man went twenty-one for thirty four, two sixty three and three touchdowns, no picks. That's a really good game, especially in the playoffs. But I think the twenty-eight point lead is something that was developed by um, the efficiency of the offense. To me, you know, the bad hike in the beginning is is let's throw that one out. The, the, that because that and one's bad hike and me. then four picks. Well, yeah, he threw four picks throughout the game, Ben, but not leading up to what gave him the twenty-eight points. Hunt and Chubb really were the stars of the game. I agree with that. Those two guys are running the ball so well all over the whole field. It was crazy. But the, a de- against a depleted defense, that does that happen when everybody's there? I don't know. We'll never know. But I think the credit goes to those two guys. I agree with that. Chubb and Hunt really took over the game and really played well. Jarvis Landry played amazing too. Jarvis Landry, I don't know how many third down conversions he had that game, mm-hmm. but it felt like every time there was a third down, Jarvis Landry was open, he was catching it, and he was running for first downs. So I think that was a team effort of getting to that twenty-eight. Um nothing lead in my opinion. and then the rest of the things start to roll off because yeah, but- twenty eight in the first and then seven in the second, none in the third and then thirteen points in the fourth. So a majority, yeah, coming in in that beginning
1: right um, and
0: to me that twenty eight point lead.
1: to me, that was just like, yeah, you had that that bad hike to start it off. that's not how you want to start. but then he throws a pick. then we go three and out, we punt. and then like you said, they let a good gr- a good drive down the field when they needed to. And then they fumble again. And then he throws a pick. So later in the game, I think there was maybe maybe one or two two of those turnovers came in the second half later in the game. Most of those uh, mess-ups were in critical times in the beginning, first and second quarter, where we really needed to get something going. And we just, we just couldn't. And we were shooting ourselves in the foot as a Steelers fan. But like you're saying, Jarvis Landry played a great game. He was... Um, He was getting a ton of yards After the catch as well And uh, the running backs Had a great game They played a great game all around The Browns played a really great game They did exactly what they needed to do And uh, Baker Mayfield Like I said did exactly what he needed to do My only problem was You can't Yes he's the quarterback He's the leader of the team But I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield Came in here and and won the game for them I'm not saying that for sure (laughs)
2: You guys think by Odell being out take some pressure off of Baker? I think so. Yeah, hmm. I, um, I think I think that, his play's been better.
0: Yeah, I do too. And it happened in the past too. I think when you have Odell, it like it's kind of like you, that dude you got on your team, whatever you're playing, whatever sport. It was usually me. People usually said that about me because I was just so that nice. No, I'm just saying. You know, it's like when you got that super, when you got that super talented guy that you kind of feel like you gotta get him the ball. Like you gotta, you know, it's gotta go through him. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point I gotta get him his touches. He's gotta to be happy type thing, and you kind of force it. You know, he's gotta be open, right? He's the man, and I think he's more relaxed back there. And and I think Jarvis and Higgins and 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 Peoples Jones and Hooper. And Hunt and Chubb, those are his guys where he could play his, you know, his backyard Baker football. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He that's that's the way that's the way he plays.
1: Um, so, but one anyway, thing I just of- want
0: to bring up, yeah, <laughs> enough, enough of this game. But what <laughs> I think needed to have needed to happen, which me and Ryan said needed to happen, is they needed to run the ball and they yeah. didn't. Pittsburgh, 37 yards by James Conner, Benny Snell, 13, Ben, 501 yards, 47 for 60. He threw the ball 68 times, bro. Yeah, insane. Nah, no good. But, all right, so let's move on from that, and let's talk about the games that we got on Saturday. Let me just see if I can go back to my phone here so I can get those games. I believe the first one is at 3 o'clock or so on Saturday. Is that the Packers-Rams? Do we know?
1: I believe so. Let me see.
0: Oh, I have you just show Rich is just showing the Ravens hat, we're going to be talking about that. I, look at my, I got my hat here. I got the dad hat on with the Cowboys oh. on field joint. Rich got his Ravens hat. Right, we can't see you. What do you got?
1: I got the Pirates hat on. You know, when you play, you you play one, you play the city. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. And, and the Penguins are starting up now, so Let's that's go. my new thing. <laughs> but it's, yeah. either, it's
2: either schedule. Right? Go ahead, go ahead Rich. Pay? Is it Green Bay Rams?
1: It's uh, Green Bay Rams at four thirty on Saturday. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Four thirty Saturday. All right. So let's. With now, we don't want us timing out again on on our Zoom calls. We're figuring that out. Ryan's got to play scientist and put this thing together (laughs) somehow. So let's do this. Rams Packers.
2: Rich, who you got? I'm I'm gonna go Rams with the upset. Ooh. ooh. I think that defense. I think that defense is clicking. If you could if, if And by Ramsey, that defense if,
0: clicking, you mean sorry to cut you off, if you mean by that defense clicking, Aaron Donald being every single position on that field, yes, then okay.
2: Because I don't I see, see that. I don't I see think that. I think if Ramsey luck. if Ramsey could slow down Devontae Adams, that's gonna that's gonna affect Green Bay's offense a lot. And I think he could do that. Frankie sent us the the stats this week of all the top receivers Ramsey faced this year. And none of them were even close to 100 yards. I think Aaron Donalds in, that, in the front four could stop Aaron Jones. And Jamal Lewis, I think the other running back, not Jamal Lewis, Jamal uh, Williams. Williams. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the front four could stop them. And if if Ramsey could do what, he, what, what he's been doing every week with shutting down these top receivers, I think that could affect the Green Bay's offense. And golf didn't look great last week. You know, they were supposed to keep him on the bench because of his, his, his thumb surgery. So hopefully he could come out this week and be, you know, play a little better. It's gonna be mm-hmm. difficult playing in Lambeau in the cold weather with the, you know, coming back off of a thumb injury on his throwing hand. But uh, I mean, golf and that offense has potential of putting up points too. So I, I think the Rams get the upset.
1: Yeah, it's, for me it's it's more of a question of can the Rams defense do slow down the Packers enough to where the Rams can put up. Enough points and I don't I don't think they can I think that the Packer offense you could stop them you could slow them down I'm sorry you could slow them down but I don't think you could stop them I think that they just have too many weapons Aaron Rodgers has been too good this year to where if you don't put up you know over 20 points against a team like that you're not going to win and we saw how they looked against the Seahawks, like you said, Goff didn't look great. Um, Cam Akers carried that entire game, uh, and I'm I'm not sure what the Packers' defense is going to look like in terms of stopping the run. But I think they have a pretty good, you know, if there's if they were watching last week like the rest of us, they have a pretty good idea of all right. Well, how did they win last game? They ran the ball. They had to run the ball. Golf didn't look great. This new guy who came out got knocked out a concussion. Uh, (laughs) I think that they maybe have some sort of scheme ready for a run-heavy Rams offense, and I think that it might just be a little too much for them to keep up. But I do think that it's a competitive game. I think what you're saying, Rich, is spot-on about Jalen Ramsey and about the Rams' defense. And uh, I think that they can slow them down. I do think that they could slow them down. I just don't know if they can slow them down enough to where their offense can can do the rest of the job.
0: Okay, I like it. Green Bay at home. I like Green Bay. Um if I, I maybe I'm a betting man this weekend. I would bet Green Bay. Um I don't know what the spread is. Does anyone know what the spread is? Six and
1: a half, I believe. Oh yeah.
0: I would yeah. take that I would take the six and a half. I take the six and a half, bro. I mean, I like to go money line, but I'll tell you what my bet is at the end of these games. I like Green Bay. I don't like Jalen Ramsey slowing down Devontae Adams enough. I think Devontae Adams is second-best receiver in the NFL. I think DeAndre Hopkins is one. Devontae Adams is two this year. Um, Maybe Adams is one. You know, Really, you could argue that. Guy had a huge year. I think he's going to get his. I think they're going to lean on Aaron Jones to run the rock. I like Green Bay's defense to put a stop to Jared Goff's He's gotten basically nine fingers. Hmm. He's got surgery on his thumb, on his throwing hand, man. After two weeks, he's not good. He's not ready. Last week, he completed like nine passes. You know, he had a wide open Bobby Woods for a touchdown, wide open. It was like a five-yard throw. Um, I don't like the Rams, man. And I think the Rams' whole defense, uh, yes, Jalen Ramsey's a shutdown corner. And yes, Jalen Ramsey, is a superstar. And he's put other receivers out of commission. Um, I think the whole team runs through what Aaron Donald does. If he's getting that pressure; it helps Ramsey out and those guys in the back end a lot more. That guy controls like three, four guys on the line. So, and he's a little banged up with a rib injury, I believe that he got too. So, mm, I like Aaron Rodgers on this game.
2: We have to. We, we can't forget though that this is a, the this is Sean McVay's Rams where he could come up with a great offensive scheme to beat this team and be able he to no put up points. Though. Listen, Jerry, golf could have games like that though. You can't forget that. You can't just go off of last week's game where they were running the ball so great that he didn't have to throw the ball. That's why he went 9 for 21. Like He didn't yeah. have to throw the ball. If yeah, he, they, can, with- and they, they got Cup, they got Woods, they got Higby, they got players over there that this kid could throw to and with McFay right McVay? Am I, am I butchering that? McVay. McVeigh, McVay, McVay. I'm telling you, he's a creative offensive coordinator, or all, head coach, offensive coordinator, basically. And I, I, Don't be surprised, man. Don't be surprised. No
0: doubt. No doubt about it. The talent that's over there, no doubt about the talent and, and mind of a coach. Guy's got nine fingers though, bro, and one finger that is hurt is his hand that he grips the ball with on the hand that he throws the ball with. It's it, it, it. They don't look. The, if Cam Akers doesn't get that, which I, you know, um, the Rams. Who are they who they play the Rams? Seattle. Yeah. Seattle's defense been getting run on all and scored on all year long. So you know that doesn't do anything for me. They they did not look impressive throwing the ball. They looked impressive running it. I don't think that Green Bay is going to let them do that to them to that capacity, especially now that they even seen what they could do and they're going to bring the rush. On, on Jared Goff, I think, too. They're going to put him on the ground a little bit. I got Green Bay, man. And I would take the spread, but let's just not say that right now. It'll yeah. we'll be okay. And okay. next game, the night game,
1: we got, go, Rich.
0: we got Rich's squad in the building, the Baltimore Ravens, wow, playing against the Buffalo Bills, my dad and my boy, my cousin, my man, Rudy's team, man. Wow, what a game. Ooh. What a game. Holy this is a game of the
2: weekend. Oh,
0: without a doubt, without a doubt. Everybody I talked to, Mabel, Lucci, all these guys, game of the week, uh, game of the weekend, maybe of the playoffs. Right now, these two teams, the two teams are I can't wait to watch play. Um, I'm just gonna go first because I know I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, Ryan and Rich breathe on this one a little bit more. Is I like Buffalo. I said Buffalo could win the Super Bowl. I said it last week on the podcast. I've said it before. I think Buffalo could win the Super Bowl. This is going to be a very tough team in Baltimore to get through, especially with how hot they're playing and the groove they're hitting at this point in the year. But I just like Jared Allen throwing the ball down the field on the Ravens' secondary. I just think that what is that's Afro? the whole... Yeah, what, 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 Who? what is what? Afro?
1: <laughs> you said Jared Allen.
0: <laughs> oh, Jared Allen. My man from the from the Boston <laughs> Nets. That's because I'm watching basketball. Yeah. Um,
1: Josh Allen. There you go.
0: And the only reason
1: I interrupt you is because the Buffalo Bills don't play about Josh Allen. (laughs) Bills Mafia don't play about Josh Allen. It's the only reason I interrupt you.
0: No, my man Allen is going to pick apart that secondary, which I think Rich would agree, hopefully, that that secondary is Swiss cheese. Um, They need to figure that out. You know, Peters is great, um, but they got a lot of guys over there and John Brown uh, Beasley Diggs is playing out of his mind. The other dude that made the toe drag swag catch last week. Dave, do you remember Gabriel Davis. Davis. Yeah. Gabriel, Gabriel Davis. Davis. Yeah. Whoa, man. You know, they got knocks the tight end, you know, they got things like that. So, um, with that being said, they don't got a great run game, Buffalo. And maybe the Ravens say, Hey, listen, we're going to sit on you, throwing those, throwing those holes, trying to pick us apart. But you're not going to run the ball, you know. You're not going to run the ball, unless so we we'll won't be able to stop you. But I got Buffalo. I got the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia. We're winning this one. Ooh. Hurts me, man. Hurts me because I want to root for the Ravens continuously throughout, but they ran into the Bills, man.
2: Dang. Rich, what you got, Rich? Go ahead, Rich. Obviously, I'm going to Ravens. <laughs> uh, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, though, with you, Mike. The, the, the part that's scaring me with this game is Josh Allen's throwing the ball ridiculously right now. Diggs is unbelievable. Uh, I'm not confident in our secondary, you know. I've always said that, Um, but I think how we could stop that is we have uh, Calais Campbell back, we have Wolf back, we have the front four back. So I think if we could get pressure on Josh Allen and keep him from running on us, because he could still do that, if we Mm -hmm. could contain him, make him make quick throws and not get comfortable, that's how we'll help our secondary out without him Swiss cheesing us up. So the the Ravens are great at putting pressures on quarterback. They're going to bring the heat every play. I don't think they're going to sit extra guys to make, you know, to help in coverage. I think they're going to bring the heat all game long and make Josh Allen get quick passes out. And hopefully he can make a couple of mistakes, which will give us, uh, you know, the one up and be able to get the, the victory.
1: I like yeah, it. Th- this is a really good matchup I'm really excited to be able to watch this matchup as, as sad as I am about the Steelers losing I think that at least I get to watch this good matchup between two elite quarterbacks rushing and throwing and two elite defenses as well I think that both these defenses are really good have really good guys in multiple positions I think that the the Ravens linebacking core is really good um I think that they're going to be able to stop whatever semblance of a run game that Buffalo has, but like like you were both saying, I think Josh Allen is is the factor there cuz he's killing he's killing everyone with his arm and you got you can't forget that he can run the ball just as well as any other quarterback. Uh he, I believe he might be the I don't know if this is true, he might be their leading rusher too. Uh, a lot of a lot of these rushing quarterbacks Uh, you know, are their team's leading rushers, but he, that team is dangerous, man. The bills are dangerous. Um, The Ravens have looked super hot throughout the last few weeks of, of the regular season and they looked good against Tennessee. So I'm excited. Uh, If I had to pick, if I had to pick, uh, I would have to go with the bills straight up, but I think it's going to be really tight back and forth, back and forth game. So uh, I'm excited for this one for sure.
0: I like it. I like it. And then we got my man Baker Mayfield, verse and the Cleveland Browns verse, proof the man, the myth, the legend, Patrick Mahomes and the Ooh. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh boy, to me, you know, I, I think Mahomes um, beats Cleveland. I yeah. think Cleveland's Come on, run and end, ends at this point. Now
1: we can't um, start getting silly now with the Cleveland Browns.
0: Oh, of course not. But say say this happens, though. Say they come out and they run the ball down Kansas City's throat, which could happen. Kansas City don't got a great defense. Uh-huh. What if Chubb and Hunt just start running the rock and, you know, they're at least keeping up with the score enough where we've seen Patrick Mahomes in the playoff runs take some – and not Patrick Mahomes, you know, per se, that the whole thing is on him, but yeah. the defense and them being down. You know, they've been down before in a lot of playoff games – and they had to come back, which they have, and, and win these games. But um, don't fall back too far and let Chubb and Hunt start to get going. Like 28-0? Can... Right, like 28-0. <laughs> and then you let Baker Mayfield like, do what he wants, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. play play with play with no fear. But I like the Chiefs. Um, I like them to win. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout. I do. I think it's going to be some points being scored in this game. I would like oh, the I would like I would like the over in this game possibly the Ooh. Chiefs in the over I like a little Chiefs in over
2: maybe all right I like I that. like that too. What, what do you, you think, Rich?
1: Go ahead, Rich.
2: Oh, me? My bad. No, yeah, I, uh, I I agree. I think the Chiefs are going to get the, the the victory. I like the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, I I, I think you know if Hunt and and Chubb get going. You know that's gonna keep home, Mahomes off the field, so that could help the Cle- that that could help Cleveland, but in the same sense, it might not be a shootout. Then, you know, it could be a low-scoring game where these guys just eat up the clock, do what they need to do to get a victory. But I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I just see Mahomes going out there, slinging the ball, putting up points, putting the game on Baker's shoulders now,
0: mm-hmm. making
2: him throw the ball, try to keep up with Mahomes, and we all know Baker can't do that.
1: Yeah, nah. yeah, we ain't, we ain't getting too crazy here now. <laughs> Can't get too crazy. Yeah, but I, I I like the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Um, I think what you guys said is on point. Um, we don't have to get uh, too into it, but th- if the Browns run the ball, that it's their method. That's their path to victory is to run the ball, shrink the game down to where you're not getting in a shootout with one of the most explosive offenses in the league and one of the most dynamic players maybe ever in Patrick Mahomes. So
0: figure it out, Cleveland, try to keep it low, but good luck doing that. Um, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans, our last game um, to pick. And then we'll wrap up the podcast as well. Um, Tom Brady, and the Buccaneers, man. (laughs) Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. I'll let you guys go first. Rich, who do you think wins
2: the game? I think Tampa. I just think Tampa's – the defense is playing well. They're getting Devin the – Devin White. Devin White back. White, right, Devin White. I almost said Devin Bush, but Devin White back. Um, I think that's going to help out that defense very well to contain Kamara. They, they they could basically put him one-on-one with Kamara, and he'll be he's quick. So I think that will help out with him coming out of the backfield. Uh, that offense is just unbelievable. Good Godwin, Evans, uh A B is heating up, bro. A B's heating up. You got Fournette running the ball good. Mm-hmm. I mean
1: Tampa Bay all day.
0: Let's go. Whew. Right, what do you think? Tampa Bay all day? I don't I feel like you're going Saints.
1: Ah, this is a tough one for me because I think that if it was if the Ravens and Bills weren't playing this weekend, this would be the other game to be one of the best. Uh, oh, yeah. The two, the two, you know, legends, the two OG quarterbacks in the league, Drew Brees and Tom Brady going at it. Um and goats. Two goats for sure. Two in conversation for best quarterbacks. But that being said, I think that Buccaneers offense is, is starting to really, really click at the right time. Uh, they, But that being said, the, the Saints last time they came out, you know, put the beating on them. Um, uh, so I think that this will be a super good game. I'm gonna have to go with the Saints in this one. Oh. Okay, okay.
0: See, I like Buccaneers. Um, I like Green Bay, Buffalo, Kansas City, and I like the Buccaneers. Man, shout out to Frankie Rapper and Tampa. Um, shout out to Tom Brady, who is rumbling and bumbling and and looking better than ever i i agree i think the first game they got smacked up you know, I, think, I think they scored three points but since then too now tom brady has developed way better of a relationship has way better of a connection oh, with yeah. these with these receivers um and now it's on man tom, it's a completely uh, different tom,
1: team for sure
0: yes yes um godwin and evans had some drops more Godwin than Evans that game where I think the points would have been even higher. Um A B is is looking great out there. Like Rich said, Fournette's running the ball well. I think Tampa gets this win. I think Tom Brady keeps it rolling, man. And if he can get this win and Ooh. he could and he and he can move on, I think they're in real contention for them versus Kansas City. Wow. How 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 amazing would that be? Buccaneers versus Kansas City. In the in the um and uh, the AFC Championship game, come on, man! I definitely want to see that. That would be the Super
2: Bowl, Mike.
1: Yeah, that'd be the Super Bowl. All right, NFC, AFC.
0: They're playing the same day. If that was the Super Bowl, that would be insane, insane. I don't want it to be that because um,
1: Bills.
0: Because I think because I want the Bills. Yeah, definitely. But also, (laughs) also, man, I you know. I love the fact that Tom Brady moved on mm-hmm. and is successful. And I hate that Bill Belichick wasn't.
2: And but uh, look yeah. at his situation. You cannot both of their situations complete different. Half of New England Patriots players didn't play this year. He mm-hmm. there's no one on offense. He brought in Cam Newton to try to salvage the year. Tom Brady goes to the Bucks and they straight up buy in on him and Go out and get Fournette, A. B. McCoy, uh, Lashawn McCoy, who hasn't done anything, but they right. they made moves. They got they brought Gronk back for him. Like they bought in with Brady, and they did as much okay. as they could to make this possible. So the
0: so the only move they made was A. B. Um, and Godwin Gronk you know, and Fournette. We, no, okay, hold on. So Fournette and Gronk.
2: Gronk didn't score. They didn't didn't
0: make or break this team this year, though. They weren't two guys where they're like some, like even half of who they were. Gronk came off the couch and Fournette got dropped by his team because he wasn't producing. um, And then he wasn't even producing. Ronald Jones dominated the backfield all year this year. And, okay, yeah, Fournette is coming on better now. But Brady got put into a new situation. No no offseason training had to gel with guys and his forgive forgive your for forgiving rate I don't what what is it um I don't even know how to describe what I want to say of like his room for failure. His room for failure was way less given the talent on paper around him. Exactly. So he had just as much pressure on him to be successful. But so he had in so that much situation more talent. didn't matter doesn't matter. Yes, you it can, does. Just because just the talent doesn't mean that that equals success. No.
2: That's like, but that, but what, what so did Belichick have to work with?
0: Uh, whatever. You know what it is? We can do a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. And <laughs> I am I already know my stance is Tom Brady. I'm happy for him. I'd like to see him in the Super Bowl, but I want to see, um, who do I want to see better? That's the NFC though. So I, I wouldn't mind Tampa in there because I'd rather them than Green Bay. Who I, think gonna beat, who I think is going to beat. I think is going to beat the Rams. I'd rather the Bills than the Chiefs. But Chiefs, Chiefs, Bucks, man, I got no problem with that whatsoever. I just think Tom Brady, does his thing against New Orleans, wins a big game and has another opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. And this conversation of him and who's him and Belichick is better is is done, man. Come on, no. you're lost. You're lost. No. The facts. We'll get back to on, this combo. are written on the are written on the wall. Right? You agree or disagree?
1: Uh, I think I think it's definitely a combo that needs to be more in-depth than in the last <laughs> yes. few minutes, but I'll say this. I think that I agree Tom Brady was definitely thrust into a better situation being that he has all these weapons around him, a solid, really solid defense, a high-scoring offense um, that he was thrown into. But, yeah, I agree. That is still a new system. It's still a weird year for someone who that – they said that was done. They said he can't make passes five more than five yards up the field. They said he can't throw downfield. They said he can't win without Belichick, and he's starting to prove that. But I do agree. But I do agree that he was given a much better situation than Belichick was given this season with the Patriots. But um, it, it can go either way. I think it's not a, a situation where you can be like. Definitely this or definitely that because maybe next year Belichick gets a bunch of guys together. They make a run and maybe Brady, you know, has an offseason. We don't know that yet. I don't think the conversation's done and done just because of one season because because of, you know, completely different situations. So
0: I agree. And we got less than a minute. So respect the chat. Episode 107. Ryan, the doctor's is going to go to work now. Oh I'm yeah. um, trying to put trying to put these together. <laughs> We're back. Rich's Ravens are in the building tomorrow, uh, Saturday night, man. I'm going to be watching it with Rich and my dad. Oh, my gosh. Great UFC fights, too, that are on. Me and Ryan got to do a um, a main card podcast, possibly. Maybe we can get oh, Rich yeah. in if he jumps in. But respect to chat 107.
2: We out. Peace.